Hammer Down Racing Report. And now your hosts, Scott Hammer and Ron Miller. Welcome, race fans, to the Hammer Down Racing Report for Thursday, June 2nd. It's already June. Coming at you live from the Ron Miller Race Cars Hammer Down Racing Report studio. It just feels like April, Scott. Well, today it does. Yeah. <laughs> Yesterday it didn't. They no, I know that, but it, it just doesn't seem like. Well, it we went from like August to April. Yeah. Why not? I don't know. Uh, coming at you live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Oh, and I also uh, I saw just this morning that we are number two hundred and fifteen on uh, iTunes. Really? In Canada, in our specific category. Really? Yeah. Only in Canada, and only in our specific category. Well, okay. I thought that was interesting. Usually we don't show up there. Most of our uh, listeners actually watch us on Facebook, YouTube, or uh, Twitter. Where, where are but we? one of our guests, though, he actually listens to the, the podcast on Spotify. So. Really? Where are we on, in India this week? I, did, didn't, did I did not look. Oh. I did not look. I'm sure we're doing well, as we always are. Uh, tonight on the show, we are going to speak with Jonathan Martin, uh, one of Tony Kanaan's spotters, who finished uh, third at the Indy 500. Yeah. Uh, also CRA racer. He's got a lot of interesting things uh, that, that I'm looking forward to talking to him about. Uh, we're also going to speak to uh, Jesse Jones. He's in the studio with us tonight. He uh, picked up his second consecutive sportsman feature win out at Oakshade. Granted, it was like a long time between wins because it was the last win of uh, last season and the first win of, of this season. So, But still consecutive. Still consecutive. Exactly. Uh, and we have uh, Ryan Weekman from uh, WTOL 11 with the uh, weekend weather pit stop. Uh, I think uh, I think it's a pretty good one. This, this is going to be yeah the best one he's had for a while. I think so. Uh, before we get to uh, Jonathan, uh, got to pay a couple bills here. Oakshade Raceway will be hosting the Dirt Track Truck Series this Saturday, uh, with gates opening at four, racing at seven. The uh, late model sportsman and Dominator Superstocks back in action. Um, so check out uh, OakshadeRaceway.com. Follow them on Facebook. Twitter, whatever. It's where the fastest. Will the compacts be there this week? Compacts are off this week. Oh, okay. Dirt truck tracks here. Dirt track trucks here. DTTS. Preempted them. It's preempting. They'll be back the following week, though. Uh, Contact Freeze Frame Photos for all your racing photo needs from Action Shots to Victory Lane. They have all of your favorite drivers, every single one of them, guaranteed. Or Charlie will give you a free picture. I'm not sure if that's a real special or not, so um, take that with a grain of salt. If he doesn't have it, then... Nobody does. Uh, they also do special photo shoots by appointment. Contact uh, Charlie at Freeze Frame Photos, 419-476-9978. Uh, they also have all those uh, custom knickknacks, calendars, doodads. Does he ha- Does he do weddings when they're not on Saturdays? I don't know. Does he do question. graduation pictures? Possibly. Call Ooh. him and ask. Uh, also, shout out to Big D's Pizza Subs, Ribs, Chicken, and More in Clyde, Ohio. Give them a call right now, 419-547-1444, and uh, you can probably have a pizza by the time we're done. Or you can order online. At or order, a pizza burger. Order BigD'sPizza.com. Yeah, they have uh, the pizza burger. Uh, they also have uh, new homemade uh, nacho chips. Really? Which I saw, yeah. They just had that uh, last week. Ooh. Big on taste, not on price. It's Big D's Pizza. They're now hiring, too, so if you need yeah, a job. You know, now that the weather's getting better, I think we need to do another live remote. I, yes, and we, I talked to Dean about this. We're yeah, gonna, yeah. Talk about having, like, uh, a car show kind of thing, kind of deal. Maybe on a Sunday when uh, oh, there's no right. races going on. 
So uh, let's bring in our uh, first guest. And actually, we're going to we'll add uh, Jesse Jones here, too, since he's in the studio with us. Say hi, Jesse. Hola. <laughs> uh, Jonathan Martin, our uh, our first guest here with us. Uh, thanks uh, for for uh, coming on. Oh, I guess I can't do the. Yeah, thanks for having me. Can't make the uh, the one person bigger thing when I have four people on here. So I guess bottom left square, Jonathan Martin. Um Congratulations, I guess, uh, on a third place finish at the uh, the Indy Five Hundred. How uh, how does one become a, a spotter for uh, for Tony Kanan? Uh Yeah, the Indy Five Hundred is pretty uh, is pretty good. Um, I would be lying if I didn't say I was a little disappointed we got third. <laughs> you know, after being so close there at the end. Um, that's that's but, uh, that's at least two of us. I, I was yeah. really pulling for TK. <laughs> Yeah, I was too. You know, another another Ganassi car won, so that was the the grand yeah. scheme of things. That was that was the team goal, so that was good. But uh, yeah, as far as as far as becoming a spotter for Tony Kanan, I always kind of tell everybody um, I'm, I'm like a professional backup spotter. So uh, whenever whenever someone uh, whenever the real guy can't do it, and ever there's a schedule conflict or they add a car like they did at Ganassi uh, this year, and having Tony's car, uh, I've luck, been lucky enough to build enough. Uh, relationships with with guys over the years in racing and uh, I, get, I get the phone call and get a lot of cool opportunities because of it so how many uh, how many spotters does he actually have at the indy 500 there's two so everybody's got two so there's the main spotters in turn one and then uh, i myself and another another group of guys are all in turn three there at the, at the top of the stands and and you've done this this wasn't your first year doing it you've done this before yeah, this is the fourth, my fourth year in a row. So the first two years I did with AJ Foy Racing. Um, and then the last two years I've been with Ganassi. So I actually spotted for Marcus Erickson last year. So apparently knocking me off the team was all he needed. <laughs> to get <laughs> so uh, what, uh, I mean, I, there had to be some talk going on. I, I don't know if uh, you were involved in any of the strategizing there with uh, the, the green-white checkered uh, finish while he was sitting there in, in third. What was what was the talk going on on the radio? I mean, at that point, it's kind of all in Tony's hands, right? Like it's kind of, it's up to him to get a good start um, and just kind of see what he can do with it. So uh, really it was just kind of the timing stand came over the radio and gave him a couple, uh, a couple good uh, words of encouragement. It's got to make sure he was pumped up and ready to go. And uh, I don't think he needed it because he was ready. So um, Tony was pretty, as far as spotting for, um, was actually fairly difficult for me because he's kind of an old school racer, right? And he's used to racing without a spotter. So he didn't really like a lot of information. Uh, so like very basic uh, information that he wanted. So for me, like it was really good to have all the practice that we did because it kind of, it was a lot different from my normal cadence and how I spot. So trying to like learn what he needed. And we had a lot of conversations during the week and through practice and what he needed to hear, you know, as far as uh, the runs coming from behind um, and what all specifics that he needed at, at certain times in the race. So, uh, but everybody did a great job on the team and ended up with two cars in the top five. So you guys discussed all of this pre-race. Uh, he didn't just come over the, over the radio and say, well, you guys shut up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, I got that earlier in the week <laughs> uh, in, the second, in the second day of practice. So, um, but yeah, after every practice, I mean, we obviously were on the track for, you know, over like 30 hours of practice the week before. So uh, we get a lot of time to communicate with each other and kind of figure out, figure out what he needs and, and what he wants to hear. So now is this the, uh, the only race then that you spot? 
Uh, that's probably, probably the only IndyCar race I'll do this year. Um, there's possibly some opportunities for me to do some IMSA races and stuff with Ganassi's cars, uh, the Cadillac team. Um, and then I'll do a handful of NASCAR races for junior motorsports uh, when they have the fifth car with Miguel Paluto um, coming up, uh, not this weekend in Portland, but uh, at like Watkins Glen and Indy and then Road America as well. I'll be there helping those guys out too. So, How different is it to, to spot uh, uh, on a road course as opposed to an oval? It's way, it's way different. So uh, the oval I'm a little more comfortable with. The only thing that's really more difficult about the road course is, is usually they're, they change directions. So they're coming at you and then going away from you. So like your left and right changes, you know, as the driver's coming to you, the left and right's backwards or vice versa. So uh, that's just, you just got to make sure you, you don't tell them the wrong side. But uh, <laughs> the, road courses, the road courses are fun, uh, you know, because you have three or four guys, three or four spotters. Um, so talking the same thing before the race, talking about where you're handing them off and where you're picking them up and making sure your communication is similar so that the driver knows exactly what you're talking about. Now you mentioned, uh, Dale Jr. My, my source tells me that you were a former engineer for, uh, Dale Jr.'s, uh, nationwide team. I was. So back in 2015, I was a engineer on the, the 88 car, which is what they, they called the all-star car that year. That's the year that Casey Kane and Kevin Harvick, Dale Jr. and Ben Rhodes drove. Um, that was a that was a lot of fun. That was a great opportunity. We got to win a couple races, um, and and really got to experience a lot of things. I'm obviously I'm, I'm an engineer, so that's the whole reason I went to school was to do something like that. So uh, getting that opportunity was a uh, was a dream. It didn't turn out to be what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. So I uh, learned pretty quickly that life on the road and doing that kind of stuff just wasn't going to be for me long term, but. I'm super thankful for the for the opportunity that I got to to do it and experience it for sure. Your degree is in mechanical engineering. Yes, sir, from Purdue. Very Damn. good. So, so what exactly? Uh, as you an, and Ryan Newman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's funny you say that because it's actually kind of like you know I was always a big NASCAR fan growing up and race fan and and he was kind of coming up through the ranks when I was little and you know he always talked about Ryan Newman being a Purdue engineer and how it helped his racing and. And that's kind of, honestly, that's kind of where that came from, that desire came from. So uh, it's pretty cool. You never know. You never know what little tidbit on TV is going to change the direction of your life, right? So what, what exactly did you do as an engineer for, for Dale Jr.? So on the, at Junior Motorsports, it varies from team to team, obviously, and the resources and, and things that each team has. Um, for our organization, when I was there, each car had two engineers, so primary and secondary engineer. Um, and really, it was just, my role, every part number, every part had a part number, every part number had an associated measurement and um, the car was built in a, in a simulation program. And um, the engineers and the crew chiefs would, we'd get together, run simulations, um, determine what we were gonna run that week, what changes we were gonna put in the car. And we had the pull down rig and all the really cool tools and setup stuff that we would simulate all the things and grab a bunch of data um, and then, uh, once we made some SIM runs on the pull down rig and things of that nature, we would come to a final decision on what the car we were going to go to the racetrack with. And then my role at the racetrack was making sure that the, that the measurements and what we decided was going to be was what was actually in the car and that the changes were made correctly. And then the kind of logging all the data and, and, uh, during the race, being the guy calculating the fuel mileage and, and spying on the other, everybody's radio frequencies too, and seeing when they're coming down pit road. So. <laughs> your uh, your thoughts on the next gen or the new generation of cup cars 
I think it's pretty cool. Um, I was pretty skeptical of them. I'm, I'm kind of a purist. Uh, so I don't like some of the bigger changes that they made. I'm not a big fan of the transmission. I wish it was more of an H pattern. Um, I think the tire thing they got to figure out. I think I, I hate watching a car being stuck and not be able to drive away. Just yeah, that's that's that that's the biggest drawback that I've seen. Yeah, but but overall, I think the racing's been better um, at some of the tracks. I think they still got some things to work on, but um, it's pretty cool. I still have some contacts, uh, you know, obviously in North Carolina, some friends and stuff I made, and I know it's been a really big transition for them, and um, it kind of changed the whole scope of, of of their job, you know, day in and day out. So. Now, on top of uh, being an engineer, spotter, you also do some racing, right? I do. I've been racing since I was eight. So I started racing go-karts when I was eight. Uh, there you go, Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> started, started racing cars when I was 14. Um, and then started racing like modifieds and late models when I was 17. And kind of been racing ever since. And um, I've done a little bit of everything. But uh, right now we <clears throat> have a CRA All-Star Series car, a Pro, Pro Series late model. Um, hopefully we'll have, have done here in a few weeks and finally get to go, get to go racing. When's, uh, when's the last time you've been out on the track racing? Uh, we ran the CRA sportsman race last October at Win- the Winchester 400 weekend. So, uh, we finished second there. So that was good motivation for the, for over the winter to get one, one spot better when we get there next year. Now you've run, you've run Angola and, and Bearfield. What are, what are some of the other tracks, uh, you run? I've been all over. I ran the the USA modified tour as well. So all over Michigan, you know, Kalamazoo, Berlin, um, Ileana, all, I can't think of them off the top of my head, Winchester, Salem, uh, Angola, Anderson, um, Flat Rock, Toledo. Uh, we've been Nashville. We've been all over the place. Uh, do you have a favorite track? Winchester is my all time favorite. Why is that? Uh, like for it's, it's, uh, you gotta, ha- I really like the fast places and Winchester's about as fast as you can get. And the sense of speed you get there is, is not like you go on the corner and you feel like your, your cheeks are going to hit your knees <laughs> and you're looking out the top of your, looking out the top of your window, looking for the straightaway. And uh, no, it's just, uh, it's just, it's just a black, it's a rush making a lap around there by yourself, let alone racing with a bunch of other guys too. So uh, it's just, it's, it's a good time. Have you, uh, have you run Toledo Speedway? I have. We ran there, ran there quite a bit in the modified series back okay. in like 2011, 2017. Yep. Not as fast as Winchester. Oh no. It's fast. It's fast, but it's not near as fast as Winchester. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't been to Winchester. So I don't know. I know. I've seen it on TV. Think about a half mile Bristol. <clears throat> Bristol lot, is a half mile. A lot of banking. <laughs> <laughs> and I would a say I've raced, I've raced. I've raced both, so I've raced at Bristol too. Oh, okay. Uh, Bristol was, we were always, we we're always really good at Winchester. Like we've always had really good cars there. And it's probably one of my, my stronger tracks as a driver too, in my opinion. So I thought we'd be really good at Bristol and we were terrible at Bristol because the speeds are about the same, uh, but the setup's different because the car loads totally differently. And, uh, Bristol is really smooth and you run the bottom and the transitions are really smooth, right? So there's no like really spiked loads in the car and things. So, um, you don't feel running by yourself at Bristol. You don't really feel like you're going that fast. It almost feels more like a Toledo. Um, but when someone screws up in front of you and you catch them really quick, you know, then you realize how fast you're going. So, but Winchester is so rough and bumpy and you're running by the wall. You just, you know, you never have a sense. Uh, you always have a sense of how fast you're going and, and how much it'll, it's going to hurt if you screw up. <laughs> Winchester or Salem? 
Winchester. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I assume you've run Salem. I have, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's about as bumpy a place as you can get. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, do you have any opinions uh, on uh, Bearfield uh, since that track has kind of laid dormant for the past few years? Man, I wish you would come back. You know, I grew up racing there and racing go karts, and all the way to started when I started racing modifieds in 2006 or whatever. So, man, I have I have a ton of history there. Um, so a couple track championships there. So I, I don't know. I've heard of, there's always a bunch of rumors, you know, yep. um, about what's happening and what's not. And, and, uh, you know, who knows, who knows, but I hope, uh, I think it's in better hands now than it was, um, and, and better chance. So I think the possibility is better than it was two years ago. Uh, but you know, there's a, there's a lot that has to happen. Now you, you, or your father, I guess, uh, has, uh, on track ministries. Uh, you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So kind of when I started racing go-karts uh, back in 97, um, my dad's also a pastor. He pastors a church in Auburn, Indiana called Graceway Church. Um, he was a pastor in, in Columbia City at the time. Uh, we just saw a bunch of families there at the racetrack that um, that needed to minister to and, and needed told about Jesus and how much Jesus loves them. So um, he started on-track ministries, um, just kind of help minister to people at the racetrack that were probably not going to be the, the normal Sunday crowd and, and trying to take church to them and, and tell them about a more important race in life. So um, he still gets to do, he does a lot of things with CRA um, still and a bunch of local track stuff too. So um, he's been a big supporter of mine um, throughout my whole career and definitely wouldn't be where I'm at without uh, all my family's help and um, everything they've done for me. Got it. I see that you do some eye racing too? I do. I don't do as much as I would like to. The kid, having kids, having kids kind of put a, you know, I only get to do it after bedtime. And then I learned real quick that I have to get up for work too the next morning. So staying up the, staying up till two or 3 a.m. is not really a, an option anymore. But uh, yeah, I love, I love it. I could spend all day on it if, uh, if I had the time to. So do you have one of those um, big fancy rigs with seat and everything? I, I wouldn't call it a big fancy rig. I kind of, I hillbillied it up a little bit. I made one out of some scrap wood and I bought a seat online. That's right. You're uh, an engineer. Like, you could build your own. Right. I have the, I have three screens, you know, like the three screen deal. So uh, I'm slowly, slowly upgrading it. Maybe one day I'll get a, I'll get a really nice rig, but it sits in the, our, our guest bedroom closet is just big enough to put three <laughs> screens in there. So that's where the, that's where the rig sits. It's got to be cheaper though than than running your uh, your CRA All Star car. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I, like starting out, starting out when you're buying all the equipment, you wouldn't think so. But yeah. uh, that stuff that stuff gets pretty expensive. When you too, push but. that reset button, that makes all the difference <laughs> yeah. in the world. Yeah. yeah, getting the car ready for the next race is a lot easier on there than it is uh, working in the garage. That's for sure. Now, with with everything uh, that you have your hands in here, you know, racing, spotting. Uh, what do you have a favorite is being in the car your favorite thing do you prefer spotting do you what what is it that you enjoy doing most i enjoy winning so <laughs> uh, it doesn't really matter i don't really care i don't really care what it is i mean obviously obviously the driving is a lot of fun right and um but just being involved at all uh, from helping guys set up their cars to spotting to whatever um i i enjoy winning so 
um, racing. I just love racing in general. If I never drive again, it's okay. I'm going to go spot. I'm going to go work on cars. If I never get to spot again, I'm going to race. Right. So, um, I just, I love the sport and I hope it just continues to, to, to grow and get better. And it's kind of challenging times right now with the economy and how expensive it is. So, uh, I think it's just important. We do what we can to, to, to keep it going for, you know, the younger generation, like my son, you know, who knows what it's going to look like in 30 years when, when he's my age. So. I understand that Speedway Illustrated is looking for some tech writers if uh, you need one more hat to wear. <laughs> I think I'm good. I don't, I'm not much of a writer. I'm more of a numbers engineer. <laughs> so what if if you could pick uh, one thing to do for for the rest of your life, uh, which which would it be? Uh, as far as a profession. Yeah, as far as think- as far as the racing thing, the spotting, the racing, playing on iRacing. Definitely- definitely drive uh for sure so there's nothing that there's nothing that racing's any aspect of racing is a lot of fun they all have their own their special quirks about them but there's nothing better than than driving for sure now in any of your uh, your spotting experience uh was this uh third place with with canon the top finish that uh, you've had while spotting or has have there has there been a, a better finish uh, that's that's my best Indy 500 finish. So I've, I've got to work with a lot of really good late model drivers uh, like Johnny Van Dorn and Bubba Pollard and a couple of those guys. So uh, I've been fortunate enough to win some races with with guys like that. Um, I'd say probably my biggest win as a spotter was the Red Bud 400 at Anderson with Van Dorn uh, back a few years ago. Um, we won a couple races together that year, so that was a lot of fun. But uh, that was definitely – as far as big races I spotted, that was the that was probably the highlight of my uh, of that side of it for sure. Is is uh, is uh, Ganassi and uh, is Canon going to race next year? And are you are you going to be back spotting again for the Indy we'll Five Hundred? It's, it's all up in there. I'm, I'm sure I'll be spotting for someone in Indy Five Hundred. Um, I'm confident in that. You know, making the connections and and even if it's a different team or whatever. Um, but we'll just have to see. I think I think Kanan wants to come back, but I also think it all comes down to the money too, and and if he can get the sponsors to go run it. So it's an expensive race, expensive race to run. Who wouldn't have their hand up to sponsor TK? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I, I agree. I'm down. I'll, I'll advocate for him. I'm ready to do it again because we got two more spots to get for next year. So there you go. Now, as a spotter, how long does it take? Would it take you to get uh, from your perch down to victory lane if if he, if your driver did win well i wish i could tell you from firsthand experience but, I cannot. <laughs> uh, but it's it is it's actually it takes a while to get just off the stands because we have to walk actually down through the stands through the people that are also trying to get out so um i was standing next to the guy um chad sims and mark gregory were the spotters um for marcus this year um and uh, i was standing next to chad he was in turn three with me and he was like he looked down and he saw he wasn't going to get out of there fast. So he's like taking the stuff off pretty slow. And we're all like, go, go, like you need to run. Like I'll carry your stuff back to the hauler, like, like run, you know? So, uh, I think he, he commandeered a golf cart somewhere about halfway there and, and they, they drove him onto victory lane, but, uh, it definitely, you definitely missed the first portion of it. That's for sure. So, but he still got to kiss the bricks and get his picture taken. So that's all. That's nice. pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say, I'm sure the, the partying goes on well into the night. Yeah, absolutely. Especially, especially since you don't have to work the next day too. It's a well, they had to be at the track. They had to be at the track at nine a.m. for for photos. Oh, so geez. for official photos. So yeah. Did anybody sleep at all? <laughs> <laughs> all 
Well, uh, what, when's uh, you said you're, you're going to be getting your car back soon? What's uh, what's going on with your car? I got the motor getting freshened up, and uh, the car right now is at Pro Wake Water Sports. Um, getting the wrap on it too while we're waiting on the motor. So uh, we're going to get back and hopefully, hopefully, a couple weeks have everything to put the thing together. So um, once we get it back, we'll get some Cornwell tools and whip that thing together and um, be ready to go. I'm assuming Cornwell, is that a sponsor? Yeah, they are. Yeah. And, and, any other sponsors you want to give a shout out to? That was, that was pretty intuitive, Scott. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's Pro Wake Water Sports and the Pro Wake Surf Shop. Um, without those uh, and, and my car owner, Mark Richards, uh, we, wouldn't have a, we wouldn't have an opportunity to go racing. So I'm really thankful for the relationship I have with those guys. Uh, Steve Hammond at Cornwell Tools has been with me for uh, probably – Oh, like eight to 10 years now. Um, really appreciate his friendship and um, Tony Dagger at Economy Auto Parts and uh, Burbage Built Homes uh, in Florida, actually. So uh, we got a lot of cool partners and a lot of people and, and uh, very fortunate to, to have those relationships that allow me to, to go get the spot and get to do some cool things and then get to come home and go racing myself, too. So where did, where uh, do you think your next race is going to be? We'll have to see. I'll probably go to Angola the first couple times and just shake it down because that's closest to home. Uh, and then we're going to hit up some some CRA All Star, uh, some pro races. Uh, hopefully, middle middle later of the year. And uh, the biggest thing is, you know, just I just want to make sure we're competitive. You know, like I said, I like to win, so we don't go to the racetrack just to ride around. We want to make sure we're ready to ready to go. So, um, however long that takes before we go hit up some bigger shows. Well, our, our guests have a, a history of uh, going on to win their next race after being on the show. So. Recent times, the past few weeks, though, people have been letting us down, so, I think, so no pressure to you. I think over our entire history, Scott, we're probably 85 90%. Maybe 75 yeah. sure. <laughs> Whatever, you know. We're above 50. Way, way above. I'll so, take that. All right. Well, Jonathan, uh, we appreciate the time, and uh, awesome, awesome talking with you, and uh, hope to uh, keep in touch. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. And, and good luck at, at Angola once you get that car back together. When you when you win yeah, when next, you win when you win the next race, right. give us a call. Yeah, let us know. All right, we'll do. All right. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks, yeah. Jonathan. All right, we'll see you. There you go, Jonathan Martin, uh, Tony Canon spotter, as well as CRA racer, a former engineer over there at uh, Dale Junior Motorsports, ex go kart racer, ex go kart racer. And uh, there we go, Jesse. We have a current go kart race. You, you still run go karts, right? Um, here and there. I, okay. Uh, a little rough on the body. Who we got? Uh, Jesse Jones in the studio. We'll be talking to him uh, momentarily. Uh, first, got to do our uh, racing roundup. Some of the results from uh, last weekend, Memorial Day weekend, big racing weekend. Uh, first, uh, before that, though, shout out to Ron Miller Race Cars and uh, Dominator Race Products. A couple of our other sponsors. Forgot to mention. Oh earlier. yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you get oil, by the way? Yes, I did. And filters? Yes, I did. All right. I know where I'm going right after the show. Works for me. Uh, Attica Raceway Park in Lima Land. Our Friday uh, racing last week was uh, rained out, unfortunately. Flooded out. Flooded out, yeah, yeah. Something like that. I think the week before it was the Saturday uh, tracks that got rained out. But uh, so things even out in the end, I guess. Oh, Myra got most of their show in, yeah. except for the features. Oh, just yeah, just the heat. <laughs> well, they got the kids. They got all the kids' features in. Okay, there. so that's good. That's the important stuff. Yes. Uh, Saturday night, Oakshade Raceway. Devin Shields picking up the uh, late model win there. Four-time track champion. Yeah, three, four, four-time. 
Uh, and, of course, this uh, gentleman right here, Jesse Jones, uh, picking up the Sportsman feature win. Callan Schilt won the uh, Dominator Superstock A Main. Eric Carr won the uh, Compact A. Gary DeMo, uh won the B Main for the Superstocks. And uh, Brandon Profit was our Compact B Main winner at Oakshade. Fremont Speedway. Saturday night also, uh, Nate Dessel won the Fast 410 Sprint uh, feature event. Brian Rollman was the uh, boss non-wing sprint. He's getting... Did he break the track record, too? Yes, he did. Did he? And, and he won his heat race. He's, he's really getting into this yeah. sprint car led, thing. Led the entire feature. I thought this was just going to be a fad when he started getting into sprint oh, cars think, two years I, ago. I think he's found his calling. Yeah, he's, he's really getting into it, and he's doing well. Uh, Seth Snyder won the uh, 305 uh, feature, and Jamie Miller picked up uh, another dirt track, dirt in a, truck in a, feature win. In a, in a truck that was built by someone that you know very well, Scott. Uh, my brother? No, no. Probably uh, more important than My mom? Life. No, no. <laughs> you? Yeah, buddy. Okay. Uh, Sandusky Speedway. It was uh, Clayton Oliver picking up the win in the Renegade feature on Saturday. Uh, Riley Jedzers, Jedzers, damn it. D- Doug Doc actually texted me right before we came on to with the, the pronunci- pronunciation there of uh, Riley's last name. Riley Jedzer, Jedzer, Jack, Jedzer. What, whatever. Riley won the uh, uh, beginner stock uh, feature and Don Boron. He's uh, been winning a lot of the uh, pure stocks. Jedzer, Jack. Jed Zerjak, okay. Jed Zerjak, Riley Jed Zerjak. I apologize, Riley. Riley Jed Zerjak. Sandusky Speedway there. My Pillar Motor Speedway was in action. Derek Losh picked up the uh, modified win Saturday night. Landon Arcaro uh, was the Hornet winner. John Rhodes won the uh, Super Stocks. Andrew Short uh, was the Street Stock winner. Flat Rock also in action on Saturday. Brian Burkaker uh, won the Joy Fair uh, Memorial Late Model feature event. Rob Moore Jr. was a Street Stock A main winner. Taylor uh, Papineau won the uh, Street Stock B main. It was uh, his second consecutive feature. And that we didn't have to go back to last year for that. No, no. Second week, week, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Waynesfield Raceway Park scheduled to run on Sunday night was rained out. Mm-hmm. Actually, they were flooded out right. from the rains on uh, Friday night. Um, Sunday, Eldora. Was in action. It was the uh, Johnny Appleseed Classic, Tyler Herb, picking up the uh, win there. That also has to do with how many are how many for last week. Oh, too. it does. Yeah. yeah, our Big D's Pizza will be given away shortly. Uh, Dylan Woodling uh, was the modified winner. Ernie Woodward uh, won the stock car feature event after uh, his car his engine went up in smoke on the final lap. So apparently he had a big enough lead to uh, win there. Uh, next up for Eldora is going to be uh, they got a big week next week. Uh, starting on Wednesday, right. um, the 28th running of uh, the Dream and the Eldora Million coming up um, Wednesday through Saturday, Thursday through Saturday officially because Wednesday is just a preliminary night, but they're still racing. Uh, June 8th, there will be a full program, including a 12,000 to win uh, Twin 25 feature uh, event. So that's actually Wednesday night. Then uh, next Thursday, June 9th, is the Eldora Million uh, including the $1,002,022 to win feature. That would that would make my season. It, it Yeah, it really would. Now, now are, are we going to do a show next week, Scott? 
Bye. <laughs> I think it starts at 7.30, so we oh, might have oh, a half right. hour show yeah. next week. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, where's uh, June 10th? That's going to be uh, Friday, a full program, in, uh, including a 12,000 12, to win uh, twin 25s again. And then on uh, June 11th, Saturday, uh, they'll have heats, B features, and the 128,000 to win dirt late model dream. That would make my season too. Yeah. I make a couple seasons for me, really. Gates open at noon every day, and racing starts at 7 30 Wednesday and Friday. Um, Racing starts on Thursday and Saturday at 8 o'clock. So, actually, we could go to 8. Ooh, we're all right. Yeah, we'll be all right. I thought it was 7.30, but, yeah. Thursday and Saturday, 8 o'clock starts, 7.30 for Wednesday and Friday next week. General admission on Wednesday is uh, 34 bucks. Same with uh, Friday night. And then the the big races, Thursday night for the uh, million. I don't think I've seen a general admission prices this high. For a dirt late model race, that's got. But be they are scary. racing for a million dollars, seventy-four bucks. Be prepared, seventy-four bucks for that. Saturday's uh, admission, forty-five bucks for the Dream at Eldora. The Tezos All Star Circuit of Champions were rained out at Williams Grove on Friday night. Saturday, Anthony Macri uh, won Port Royal, uh, and he also won uh, night number two Saturday or Sunday at uh, Port Royal. Winning the $29,000 Bob Weikert finale. Ooh. Weikert uh, Memorial finale. Uh, World of Outlaw NAS Energy Drink Sprint Cars. Saturday, Sheldon Hottenshield won at Atomic Speedway. Uh, he then again won uh, Monday at Orangeburg Speedway. Case uh, Outlaw, World of Outlaw Late Models. Friday rained out at Sharon Speedway. Ryan Gustin won uh, Saturday night. At Sharon Speedway, $20,000 to win show. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah. Uh, late, Lucas Oil Late Models. Thursday, last week, a week, uh, week ago tonight, was uh, rained out. Friday night, Johnny Scott won at Lucas Oil Raceway. Saturday, in the uh, 30th annual Show Me 100, 50000 to win. Uh, Chris Ferguson picking that up there at Lucas Oil Raceway. Good payday. It is. Argument Art Series uh, was in action at Charlotte Motor Speedway Friday night. Brandon Jones picked up the win in the General Tire 150. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, Marcus Erickson picked up the win in the 106th running of the Indianapolis 500 on Sunday. Uh, NASCAR action, the uh, Truck Series Friday night, Ross Chastain won the North Carolina Education Lottery 200. Saturday, it was uh, Josh Berry in the Xfinity Series, Alsco Uniforms 300, and then uh, Sunday in the 600. Denny Hamlin picking up uh, the win at Charlotte. Yeah. Uh, a pretty uh, spectacular crash with uh, oh uh, Busher there toward the end. Yeah. Where the wheel kind of broke off and was held yeah. on by the tether and tucked yeah. up underneath and sent the car. It looked like uh, one of those Hollywood stunt cars where yeah. they have that thing Long- that loves, shoots out and makes it flip. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the car wound up like a turtle with its belly up and. Yeah, there was some uh, some talk. It took too long, and it did take quite a while for them to it almost turn the car like, over. It almost seemed like they weren't prepared. I think it was more of a meticulous process of how they do it. Maybe they need to speed that up a little bit. I mean, he, the driver was okay, so they they verified that first. Yeah, I he mean, was talking to so. them. But I would not want to be hanging upside down for that long. No, no. I would say just flip the car. I'm okay. I can take a little jolt if it you drop it a little rough. You know, you don't have to... Feather it down. I'm still strapped so, in. Yeah, the car's already busted. The car's already junk. Yeah. So get me out of here. I, I don't know if that's something they'll look at, but uh, it is what it is. Check out Dominator Race Products, all new Outlaw nose kit, and 
They have uh, vented uh, metal wheel covers now. I saw that. Yeah, pretty sweet looking. Look yeah. like little UFOs or freezes. Before, before we get done with, with all the track results, oh. congratulations to a good friend of mine finishing fourth in the uh, sportsman or the bomber uh, dominator dominator superstock feature, and uh, probably his best ever finish in a it was in yeah. a feature event. The car was nice. And, and, I, and I think he's... Did I tell you what happened? To, I think he's sitting fourth in points, too. Did I tell you what happened to the car? My brother busted it after we won the heat race. Oh, I saw that. Because we went... Uh, he decided to ride on the side over to get the pictures taken, bent the support down, the, the body support. Did you make him fix it? And then he we, he tried to fix it to bend it back up with the jack afterwards, and he snapped the, the bar. So the whole right side was flopping the entire feature. <laughs> Did that? He fixed it though. He, he did was well it a major money. distraction? Uh, no, I didn't. You never saw. I didn't it, did really you? notice it till I was looking at the video afterwards, yeah. and I was like, "Wow, that thing's really flapping." There. It's like those bars in front of the driver. The green flag drops, and those <laughs> bars just disappear. Yeah, something like that. No, they. Do. I missed the white flag. I didn't see that. I just saw the checkered flag, and I was like, "Ah, son of a bitch!" I ran out of laps. Oh well. Uh, anyways, uh, Diamond Race. By the price. way, you did get bottled up on the start. Um, I, I did. I saw you, that. That was there. You yeah could have uh, could have been a little farther up than uh, than fourth. So anyway, congratulations, Scott. It was a good looking well, race. You. Proud of you. Thank you. Uh, thanks to my sponsors, Ron Miller Race Cars and yeah. Dominator Race Products. Yeah, uh, they have body components for late models, modified sprint cars, street stocks, and much more. DominatorRaceProducts.com or call four one nine nine two three six nine seven zero. Also available from reputable dealers and maybe some not-so-reputable dealers across the USA. Ron Miller Race Cars, he fits somewhere in the middle there. Yeah, we're in the middle. Somewhere in there, yeah. Uh, give Ron a call, 734-856-7223 for race cars, parts, safety, equipment, service, everything a racer needs. They were, uh, uh, Sandusky Speedway was doing a, a Facebook Live at 6, and they were talking about uh, you gave out your number for uh, tires. Oh, okay, yeah. So Sandusky guys looking for tires, but yep. even dirt guys, you got dirt tires I've, too. I've got uh, dirt tires, that uh, it, it's a new tire that I just started carrying for Sandusky. It uh, it's a pavement tire, and uh, the the folks at Towel City told me that I shouldn't look for a lot of repeat sales because once they put them on, they're going to last all year. Is there a guarantee? No, no. <laughs> Jesse jo- Jones joins us in the studio. Jesse Jones joins Jesse Jones joins us. Yeah, Jesse Jones joins us in the studio. See? Uh, fresh off of his second consecutive sportsman win, and uh, you have a total of two sportsman wins. Yep, that's correct. So, congratulations! Thank uh, you. What's uh, what's going on? Uh, how what? Uh, why are you all of a sudden winning? Well, um, what would you get figured out? Tell me. Tell everybody else. Well, uh, last year I drove for Brad Eitenhauer. Um, we had a deal where I would drive the car, and then um, at the end of the year, if I wanted to buy the car off him, I could buy it off of him, and we. Uh, we did that, and uh, honestly, it was his coaching. He's just been on me, a lot of tough love. He's like, I'm going to try and still 20 years of experience in you in eight races. So uh, there was uh, no love lost there. He definitely was hard on me, and it's paid off. That's, I mean, the car has not been changed much since we started the year last year. It's just learning. So the drivers developed. I'm, I'm getting there. <laughs> There's still a lot to go. We take a lot of film on things, and I, I we go back and watch. And like even the last two races we've had we've won i've nitpicked them nick picked them like crazy tough love yes <laughs> and i, I it's definitely appreciated 
So how did you uh, how did you get started in racing? I know you got go karts going on now. Um, did you start in the go karts? Um, like a lot of guys, like I'm in my 30s. Um, my dad raced in the 90s, and my uncle did late 80s and early 90s. Race bombers out there, and uh, long story short, dad got out of it because I decided I wanted to go race um, karts. So I started racing karts. Um, dabbled with that through my teenage years, through high school. Did much indoor racing. We drove dirt. We drove asphalt. We drove road courses at Palmyra. Went to Jackson. Kind of be bopped around, and then um, I, I heard you've had a lot of success in the go karts. Uh, not as much as I'd like, but it's, <laughs> well, it's, that's it's, always the case. It's not been bad. I've always been competitive, um, and a lot of it was. Um, and I like to ever make excuses, but like we were usually on older equipment. Um, the tires were a little older, so we just kind of made, made do with what we had. Um, but Dad always gave me a piece that was capable of doing it. Just mm-hmm. drive it a little harder. But uh, after that, I took a little hiatus. Got in my early twenties, and I was in a band and started playing around a little mini tour type deal. And what kind of music? Oh, uh, like rock alternative type stuff. Yeah. And then, uh, it was, I, I don't remember when, I think it was like eight years ago. I just kind of BS with my dad. I'm like, Hey, you still got your bomber? And he's like, yeah, it's at a friend of ours in his back of his barn. Um, it was behind the barn. We had to cut a tree out of the floorboards <laughs> and it was an old Monte Carlo stock Monte Carlo, um, steel bumpered car. And we pulled it out of the weeds and, didn't even just put a little oil down the cylinders. It fired up. Like, all right, let's go race. And I showed up with DOT tires the first night because I, re- I haven't been to Oakshade for so long. I didn't realize you guys were on Hoosiers. I'm like, ooh, you brought a knife to a gunfight. It's not good. And everybody's on a th- like the three link and whatnot. And I'm like, ugh, this is gonna be rough. But then it um how how'd you do that first night? Um, not bad. I think we ran like seventh or eighth in the B for it's not bad for a steel body. We're probably a thousand pounds overweight, probably somewhere around there. But it was it was fun. It was a learning experience getting in with the crowd and just. Try not to tear anybody up and not tear myself up. The car came back. Well, it was pretty being beat up as it was because we didn't do anything to it. It had the rust on it. It was it was a relic car out there. Still so, had some sawdust in it? It, it probably did, yeah. It was, <laughs> I think all we did was air bomb some white on it, air bomb the red numbers on it, and that was about it. But um, And then I got into um, Ronnie Schroyer's old car, one of Ron's cars. Um, I think it was a – it's dated 97 on it, so I don't know if you know what car that is or not. I do. But uh, I think I got a picture of you and Roddy running together when it was a red car, red 28. Yep. yep. But I got in that, drove that for off and on for three years. We had COVID, so I didn't run That was that. a sportsman then. Yes. Yeah. Um, didn't know what we were doing. <laughs> and then I got a hold of Brad, and Brad helped out with, with that car. Um, and uh, long story, she came up. We were talking about that car, and Brad's like, maybe you should get on something a little newer. And that's how that deal with the Rayburn came, up, came about. And now we're here, so been an interesting journey <laughs> but it, but it's going in the right direction right i guess I'm, i'll be honest i'm in disbelief i i wouldn't have guessed a year ago we'd be running anywhere up front i i, I knew like i said that deal with brad and rayburn i wanted to do because you guys are drivers um you probably can relate to this but i want to know is it is it that i'm an outdated equipment that's you know with the 90s that's how many years is that 20 years now yeah years. 25 yeah. yeah so i was like I mean, is it, do I have it? You know, I want to know if, I, if I'm capable of winning or even running up front. And you just want to, at the end of the day, you just want to belong. I want to know that I, I, I'm, I'm, um, I, I'm not someone out there just pretending, you know, like I can actually go out and race. And uh, the last two nights have been surreal. I mean, last week was nuts. I didn't, we were in a pretty loaded heat, and I could, I could hear Joe Smith behind me, and I knew he was kind of pressing, pre- pressing the issue, and, he never got into me or anything like that. We had a pretty clean heat race, and the feature came out, and I just, just told the guys, I'm like, we're going to 
I think if we get the lead by turn three, I think we'll be all right because the track's pretty slicked off. And Where'd you end up uh, starting in that feature? Uh, outside pole. Okay. And I made a mistake. I have too big of a carb on it, so if I don't clear the carb out on the back stretch hard enough, it'll fall flat on its face when I start the race. And it did that to me. So I dropped <laughs> back to like third, almost fourth right off the bat. And I got a little... A little hot-headed, and I just kind of stayed in the throttle and just trail-braked it all the way on the high side. And I told my dad, I was like, uh, after we were done, I'm like, I knew we were going to have the lead. I was, didn't know if there was going to be a quarter panel left when we came out came out of two, but it, it stuck. And that's, uh, again, Brad has a has a hell of a setup in that car. Um, he did a couple things to it this year, and it just turns wherever I want it to turn, and I, I, I can't thank him enough. Now, you won last year when the track had character. And Saturday, this past Saturday, that was like a totally different track, wasn't well, it? This, I mean, even as a kid watching, I thought I've never seen. We got that the first hot lap. We were the first hot lap out in Sportsman's, and it, I was kind of I was blown away. I was like, this thing is silky smooth. Like, <laughs> I mean, I was talking around earlier today. I was like, uh, did you, did your uh, did your grin go like this? <laughs> I was kind of weirded out. I, I, I told you, <laughs> I, I had like phantom pains because I would come into one and I kept missing the hole, but the hole wasn't there. Like you know, trying to drive below it or above it. I'm like, wait a minute, we can go right through this now. But um, that's props to Oakshade. That's I'm glad they got that addressed. Um, I I know the track was dry. I run a 602 crate, so I'm all about the hard dry slick. I, I, Pam Christie, if you're ever listening, don't water it ever. Just, just, <laughs> keep, just keep it dry. But but no, it's uh excellent track conditions i mean i i know that's been something some bad press that oakshade's gotten over the last couple of years and they've addressed it and then i if anybody has not been out there in a while i'd encourage you to go watch and you'll see a heck it was of like show. a different track it's a totally different track yeah i had fun uh so you got the win now uh are you do you have uh thoughts of uh running for the championship um you're gonna run the full season that was the goal early in the year our, okay. our plan was again knight has been kind of a mentor we call him miyagi um yeah Huggy. he's been Does uh, he make you wax on wax off even a lot more than that okay. <laughs> but he uh well i he told me before on saturday he was racing illinois uh crate race down there and i i called him just to kind of tell him hey i got some i got some nerves you know i just what do you, how do you think this car's gonna handle you know with the things we changed and uh talked about points and he's like why don't you just take it one week at a time he goes just see all you do tonight and next week get it out of your head and then we'll focus on the following week and after about end of June or beginning of July, then then start worrying about points. So I was like, all right. So we both talked about it. top sevens, top seven, top fives is the goal to start off. I, again, I didn't think we'd win. I didn't think we'd lead everything that night. But um, so now it's definitely. I feel like um, winning weekly. So now one, your expectations have been raised. I keep trying to keep them low, and and it's, not, and it's on the track. I don't. I mean, I'm on the track. I, I always, if you're not a driver and you don't think you can go out and win, you don't think you're the best. I, I feel like you're, you're in the wrong business, but there the, are some really good cars in that class. Oh too, yeah, there are. there are, but in the pits, I'm, I'm a lot more humble. Like in the pits, I, I, I expectations top five, but as soon as we go over the hill onto the track, it's, it's all bets are off. I, <laughs> it's it, the car set on yeah, kill. Yeah. The car, yeah. <laughs> there's blood in the water, you know, but I know there's a lot of good cars. Um, I know, the Schlenk kid, uh, Carter, he's going to be good. I mean, I, I watched the video back of him um, from last week. and I, I, I He has I, a pretty good mentor, too. He's got a really good mentor. But he uh, he, he didn't do bad. A couple times he really – he was right there, just bobbled a couple times, and that's all that's all it took. Um, 
obviously um, Josh Robinson, the Robinsons, they bring oh, good wow. stuff. They got great equipment. They bring out the track, and Josh is a great driver. It was hard to pick those cars apart, though. It was. Here, I watched the film. Well, there was a little accident where uh, Jeff got into it, and I thought it was Josh at first. And we put next to Josh. We're good friends with the Robinsons, and I was like, oh, no. Like, you know, which one was it? <laughs> They're sharp-looking cars. They, they got are, the Bloomfield. Yeah. Uh, That's a tribute. Bloomquist, yeah. Bloomcast, sorry. Um, Bloomquist. It's a tribute to MJ Moore, who just who passed oh, earlier yeah. this year. But that's we all got MJ stickers in the car and whatnot. But uh, um, but it's, that class can be tough. I, I and I, honestly, I mean, I mean, Carter Murda, he had he had some engine problems. He's fast. And Joe got, Smith. Joe Smith is all the Smith boys are fast. And I, I again, like I, and it's not, and it's not even just them. I mean, I've seen I've seen Jake Gam- watch Gamber a couple nights run great where he's up front. Um. Black slick track. You, you yeah. never count out Mike Jessen. Yeah, Mike. Well, Jessen is the most patient driver, and I've watched him before. I drove at Oaks. When I when I was driving bombers, he was kind of somebody I watched because he's won championships. I'm like, man, he's won championships, but it's like he's just consistently in that top five, top three, and doesn't tear his stuff up. And uh, he's I, for one of the older guys in that class, I believe he's a really good. I mean, if anybody like, I would encourage Schlenk, Murde, um, the Rendells, like those kids, watch Mike Jessen that. He knows how to get around that place and how to keep his stuff clean. Nice. Um, go. You said you started off in go karts, but you're still running the go karts. Is is that just for fun? What, um, what's going on with the go karts at Palmyra? What I during COVID year, I ran with those that idiot series. It's a traveling, basically backyard series. Um, me and Tyler Gunn were kind of racing. It was pretty much between me, him, and Tony Bieber, who does the. He works on sprint cars or whatnot, and it's usually the three of us. So it was you season. against the sprint car guys? Yeah, <laughs> but it was uh, – I had fun with that. My buddy Brian, who's kind of my crew chief at Oakshade, I got into him like, hey, you want to go with me to these races? It's just hard with a cart with one guy getting out of the truck and stuff. And So I, I played around with that for a while, took that off here with the cars, and um, I ended up deciding I wanted to get a little extra money for the Rayburn, so I was like, well, I'm going to sell my engine. Like I don't, I've been building my own go-kart engines, and – I had a young kid, uh, Nick Martell, was looking for an engine, and he wanted to. And he's like, "Hey, you think about building these more often?" And I was like, "Yeah, maybe I'll get into that." And now I got a handful of them out running, and we got a young kid just uh, Friday got his first feature, whenever, and in, in a kid's senior class, and Martell's running opens, and I got my brother running. My brother gets kind of the raw end because I kind of experiment on his stuff. He's not <laughs> getting the guinea char- pig. He's not getting charged anything, so it's kind of like, "Hey, you're gonna we're gonna try this out," but um, I've Carding wise, it's it's rough, man. Like it's rough on your body. Um, we got done Friday. My back was sore. I have a bum shoulder. My shoulder was sore. And I'm like, I can't. They want me to run tomorrow night for the makeup feature, and I was like, I don't think so. I got a couple things to do on the car yet for Saturday, and I was like, I, I think I'll just sit this one out. But um, there's not really a lot of correlation between the two besides just the situations. I mean, situations. I mean, getting through traffic and whatnot, but. Around Palmyra agent, it gets a little rough sometimes, but it's it's a little boring. It is what it is. But now you've got a son that races. No, I don't. My brother's got your, your two. Brother? I got nephews. Okay. I got a three year old daughter who keeps saying she doesn't want a go kart. She wants a race car. Oh, uh, like you got a long <laughs> screw one. the go karts. Yeah. She doesn't want orange on the car. Like mine's black, orange, orange and black and white. She goes, I want I want pink outlines. I'm like, well, you got about at least fourteen years, and we'll talk. Yeah. But no, my, my my brother's kids are running pretty good. Um, his middle kid Ezra, he's that kid's got something. I, I really do. I, I said it when he was a top, when he was just starting to walk, my kid's ornery. He might be pretty good. Um, his other boy, Jeffrey, he's not bad either. He's a little more timid. I think he's at an age where he's, 
he's fallen off his bicycle a couple of times. So he knows like impacts hurt. Oh, there's other kids, the kind of kid that, uh, I mean, he could fall his bike, break his arm. He's going to jump back on it again and do it again, <laughs> you know? So have you, uh, have you had a chance to compete at uh, any other tracks in the stock car? Um, I haven't. Um, I, I debated if they were going to rain out this week. I was debating about going to race for 35 for that steel block race. And, um, Brad kind of talked me out of it. He's like, hey, you know, Oakshade, you have a chance to win. You go somewhere else, you know, change the car. You're going to have to like, just stick with this this year, and we'll go with that. Um, but like I said, the plan was run for points. If our season, let's say, something, knock on wood, something happens where we're going to have to miss a couple races, then I would be more interested in travel and just trying some other stuff out, maybe try some 602 races here and there. Have you had any confrontations with any other drivers? Um, not in the big cars at all. Me and me and Gamber one time, my first night out in that Rayburn, I got into him a little bit, and uh, it was my first heat race out there. And I apologized to him right away. Me and John, his dad, actually bowled together in a bowling league. <laughs> but uh, um, I, Ron, maybe you can speak for this. There's times where you get it. Maybe I didn't mean to get into him, but it was like if I back off, we're both going to get wadded up. If I just polish you off real quick. Yeah, it's, I'm 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 the I'm the bad guy, but <laughs> yeah, you spin to the infield, both cars are saved, and I, that's my only altercation I've had at Oakshade, and it was really we talked it out, and as soon as I got off the track, I apologized, and that was that, and we've never had any issues since. Nice. Any uh, any future aspirations to go up to a late model at some point? I'd love to. Um, my financial situation, this is about as far as I can go. Um, I I'm very much an economy racer. I know a lot of everybody's kind of worried about how things are going with the tire shortages and fuel. Um, I run pump fuel. I tires. I'm fortunate to have my biggest sponsor, KK collision. They sponsor me tires. Um, so I'm actually kind of for America. I'm all about like, Hey man, let's get this economy back on track. But as a racer, I'm kind of like, yeah, everybody's kind of back down to my level now. Like we can, <laughs> you're all, yeah. I mean, we haul our race car in an open trailer. We home built. We have a vandalized, rusty beat up avalanche. I haul it to the track with, Exhaust broken off. I think the truck's louder than the race car. I can relate. Fremont's got that uh, steel block race end of the year. Any thoughts on maybe heading over for that one? We'll, we'll see. Has Have they released the championship night yet for Oakshade? Has that come up yet? I don't know. I, I, I hadn't. Yeah. Last all, time I looked, it wasn't there. So it, I don't it all know. depends on that. Like I said, yeah. where we're at in points. I, like I said, I know it's, it's really early in the year, and I'm glad we got a win knocked out. But, I mean, that's the goal. I'd like to... Go for that, and like I said, if anything happens next year, run super. If I did anything super, it's going to be pick and choose where I'm going with that car because again, it's only 350 horse. I'm not going right. to. We're not going to be on attack. It's got to be where the track conditions are right and the track sizes are right. Um, but I mean, the right opportunity came up on hands down jumping one. I did just right now, and that's best I can do. <laughs> and, and no, I have not seen what night's going to be championship night yet. I didn't ask on Saturday either. It was no. it was a little busy, opening night and all. Yeah, but, it was uh, a little chaotic. Yeah, we got through but it. That's though. good. Yeah, I was excited about the track. The track was awesome. You bet. Uh, so any uh, do you feel any pressure now to go out and uh, make it three in a row this coming week, especially after being um, not, uh, our guest on the show and, 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 and hearing that. how much we expect? Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, no, like I said I'm just gonna go out and do my thing, man. Like I, I, I Brian, like I said. Asked me, like, my your guy, best friend, um, he's, he's like, he's like, hey, man, where, where, where do you start in this feature? And I go, I start outside Paul. He goes, who starts inside? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't even look. I was like, we're just going to try and get to the front. And I like, just, um, 
Hot Carl, you guys have probably seen him. I love this quote where he says, watch your own bobber. And I just I, I just try to race the track, and wherever the cards lie, they lie at the end of the night. And, and after that night's over, that night's over. If it's bad or good, let's focus on the next week after that. So you're just about ready for this weekend then? Cars all set? Um, I'm sure Brad wouldn't like me saying this because he's going to go, there's always work to do to it, but we were pretty much ready Tuesday. Like, I, I jumped on it Monday. But did you make any big changes since last weekend? No, I did have to change the right rear. Um, we had a contact with the lap car in the last corner of the last lap, and the tire was holding there. It's on the outer sidewall, and I just don't trust it. And I'm like, I I was, I was going to leave it mounted for an emergency, and I just – I told it was yesterday. I told Brian. He's like, "Hey, I got a new one mounted up." I go, "I, I threw that other one away." I got. I don't want to be tempted by it. It's, you know, it's a feature winning tire. For, put put a knife in the side of yeah, it. Yeah, pretty much. It's just take a hacksaw. Do I it can't again. do it again. Yeah, but that, that's really nothing. We're not changing much. I mean, we're probably the only guys in the pits where we we scuff our tires and we're sitting back with on the hauler on the trailer and eating a cheeseburger like it's. Not a whole lot of changes. Um, we're set up for the hard dry slick, so it's usually by the time the white models run, the track's ideal for what we're doing. So, and you're you're more in it for the fun then. I mean, I'm in for a championship, but okay, but I but that would be fun. No, yes, that'd be extremely <laughs> fun. But when it comes like further in my career, I mean, I'm 34. We're going to be 34. Um, so like I, I mean, I see the sport. I pay attention to like what's going on, and um, for me to do anything beyond maybe running a super someday at Oakshade or maybe maybe trying other tracks, run a small series. I don't think I, there's too much young talent out there that's coming up where I, I think I've probably... Well-funded young talent. Well-funded young talent. And um, I, like I said, I try to make excuses on the funding deal because everybody's got a situation. But uh, for me, like I said, probably sports is where it's going to be at. And again, unless something was to happen where someone jumped up and wanted to put me in one. But I'd rather... I've never been, and besides Brad giving the opportunity to sportsman, I never really had that. So just do it on our own. Well, we appreciate you uh, coming in tonight, and uh, good luck on, on Saturday and yes. for the rest of the season. And if I get a chance real quick, just want to thank sponsors. Oh, like, go ahead. Like, oh, like, please. KK Collision. Like I said, I, I honestly couldn't do it without them. Um, the tire deal, how much tires cost right now, it's, that's an amazing advantage to have. Um, right now, racing services. I mean, Brad's not – I'm not just a customer. He's one of my best friends, too. I, I, I love talking to that guy. Um, he's a pretty good racer, too. Yeah, he does really well. <laughs> um and then uh, DJ and J Farms, they sponsored my aluminum this year. Picked it up from Ron Miller. Yay. And then uh, the Mad Mullet, which is Brian. And then uh, Marky at Warpaint. Um, we did a little barty in there. We got the decals in the car, and the car looks sharp. So. And speaking, then my, speaking of that, I have some uh, some decals from him. I don't have anything to put it on yet. <laughs> do you want to like, be fast, or do you want to <laughs> be pretty? You, you can only have oh. one of them, Scott. And the, and the last person I want to thank, too, is my dad. Like, I... I, I know sometimes, like publicly, I don't. I, I, I don't, it's not that I forget them, but I'm always the sponsor. You got to talk about the sponsors. Now my dad does a lot. I mean, he helped fund the drivetrain underneath of it, and he's he's always been my biggest supporter out there. So I, I can't I can't thank him enough. Awesome, very cool. Um, got some racing news to uh, to bust out here real quick before we get to this week's how many. Okay, cool. Chance to win uh, Big D's Pizza. We'll find out who last week's winner was. Uh, Tyler Rorig. Roaring. Thank you. Uh, he made a backpack victories in the uh, Lucas Oil Little 500 at Anderson Speedway on Saturday. And uh, our former guest, the reason I'm mentioning is uh, Larry Kingsley Jr. qualified for his first Little 500, and he started 33rd, finished 17th. Big deal for a, for a pavement I think he did his graduation yeah. remotely yeah. there 
during that weekend too. So congratulations to him. Um, Lucas Oil uh, Late Model Dirt Series uh, 2023 Georgia-Florida Speed Weeks will run from January 25th through February 11th next year. So they're already putting out the schedule for, for next winter. Um, they got visits to uh, four historic tracks over 17 days with 13 nights of racing action. Gets underway at Golden Isles Speedway in uh, Brunswick, Georgia, January 25th through the 28th. Then it's uh, Bubba Raceway Park for two nights of racing uh, in Ocala, Florida. Uh, Sunday, the 29th of January, and Monday, the 30th. Teams then take the action back north approximately one hour to Lake City, Florida's Alltech Raceway. That's going to be February 2nd through the 4th. From there, Speed Weeks will wrap up at uh, East Bay Raceway Park in Tampa, Florida, uh, February 5th through the 11th. So there you go. A lot go. of racing. Mark, uh, mark your calendars. Get your vacations planned. Uh, on Sunday night, uh, Houston Speedway in uh, South Dakota was damaged by uh, a severe storm. Did you see any of the pictures? I did. You're supposed to say no, so I can show you okay, the pictures. Okay, I didn't. Show me, Scott. All right, hold on. Let me uh, let me show you these pictures here. And that was funny because I was actually, I think they had a race that night before the storm hit um, that I was watching, and then I saw the news the next day, and I was like, holy cow. So let's uh, see if we can. Here's some... Uh, some of the the damage there to looks like the top row of uh, suites there the roof uh, totally ripped off um yeah there you go view from inside there used to be a roof there not anymore um vehicles flipped over crap all over the track so but the track is still there nobody was hurt so that's that's the uh, the good news and uh they are going to be uh Hosting some racing, which we'll talk about here uh, momentarily. As a matter of fact, uh, the storm ripped a hole in the boxes above the grandstands. Nobody was hurt at the track. However, a race scheduled for Monday was canceled, so their Memorial Day race was canceled. Uh, this weekend, the famed Bullring will host the World of Outlaws. It's the first of uh, four World of Outlaws shows at the track this season. Despite the damage, they'll still host the race. It's, the race is going on. So, kudos to them. Camping World will return as the title sponsor for the upcoming Superstar Racing Experience season. The series is set to run for six consecutive weeks, beginning on June 18th at Five Flags Speedway in Pensacola, Florida. All six races will be shown in primetime on CBS. Ooh. So set your DVRs. Legendary racer Red Farmer has been in the hospital with double pneumonia, but uh, an update from the family on Saturday indicated he could be coming home soon. I haven't seen an, an update since then. So, Yeah, that's hit quite a few of our friends and family. Yeah. Um, in some uh, tragic news, the last news piece here, Greg Mass, a uh, flagger at Norway Speedway. Did you hear about this? I didn't. Uh, it's a speedway up in the UP of Michigan. He was a flagger up there for like uh, 30 years. A flagger, not the flagger. Uh, for 30 years, he was struck and killed by a car Friday night during the late model A-Main. The uh, 65-year-old was working near the pit entrance around 9.15 when he was hit. Ooh. That's all I have on that. I guess there's a county sheriff are, are doing an investigation uh, on uh, into that. So It's dangerous being it's a flagger. Sad. Yeah. Uh, so, any, yeah, always be aware when you're, you're on the track. Flags don't stop cars. No. No. Walls do, though. 
Well, sometimes. Sometimes. They get up on top of the wall, that uh, bomber heat race. Yeah, that was something. I was getting how ready. About, how, how about the Dominator Superstock race? Yeah, that's what I meant. The Dominator Superstock race. A uh, car got up uh, between the wall and the uh, on I, the catch fence. I, I don't know how that happened. I don't. I was getting into my car, getting ready for my heat race, and I just put my receiver, and I hear, red flag, red flag, red flag. Yep. I'm like, what? And somebody said, yeah, there's a car up in the grandstands. It wasn't quite in the grandstands. It was uh, on the fence. But and another reason to stay away from the fence. That's, That's right. why little signs are saying stay that back. That car surprisingly wasn't torn up. No, there. it wasn't. <laughs> it, it just tank. looked like he drove up there. Yeah, it was weird. Oh, man. Um, so last week's uh, how many and a chance to win Big D's Pizza was how many late models were going to be at Oakshade Raceway and Eldora combined? In total. In total. So the totals were 28 at Oakshade. 27 at Eldora, so that's 55 right. total. And, Ron, you picked 53, so you're the closest. I was a little bit uh, more optimistic. I picked 63, so I, I went a little little high there. We did have a listener who picked the exact number, Chad Cutsley. He picked 55. Really? He was right on, the, right on the money. So he wins a Big D's pizza. He has 30 days to uh, claim his pizza. Get with me or Dean Henry over there at Big D's. Shoot him a message, whatever. Uh, this week's how many? is uh, Attica Raceway. They're hosting the All-Star Circuit of Champions tomorrow night. Okay. How many 410s are we going to have tomorrow night at uh, Attica? Oh, I, I won, didn't I? Yeah, you get to go first. Oh, it's all you. Oh, jeez. Uh, 42. That's the answer to life. Something and everything. Yeah. From Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. 42. I'm going to go with 43. Ooh, yeah. you sly dog, you. Well, we'll give Jesse a guess, too. Ready? I'll put, I'll put Scott in a box. I'll go 45. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you'd like a chance to win a Big D's pizza, go ahead and put your guess in the comments of our Facebook Live or YouTube Live. Um, we'll leave this open until, I think, gates open at 3. So 3 o'clock on Friday. 3 o'clock on Friday. If you're listening to us on Spotify or iHeart or iTunes, uh, head on over to our Facebook page when you're you're done listening and put in a, a guess, just a number, in the comments, and you'll be entered to win a Big D's pizza. A very Disney. good Big D's pizza. Yeah, well, well you could probably get, if you wanted a bad one, you probably he'd probably make you one. I don't think he could. You're, you're probably. Uh, right. I think pride keeps him from doing that. Yes, we're definitely gonna. I'll have to talk to him, and we'll have to nail nail down a date for that yep. uh, live broadcast. Um. This weekend's Big D's Pizza Racing menu includes a lot of racing. Oh, we have Ryan Weekman coming up with the weekend oh, weather we pit stop uh, momentarily. Uh, tomorrow night, Lima Land Motorsports Park. It's the Keezer Memorial. Thunderstocks will be in action for two thousand to win. Ooh, that's a that'll be a, a fun show. I'm sure. Yeah, Gabe Mueller and uh, Craig Dipman, a couple of former they've, and they've guys both are, been running very well there. Yeah. Uh, modifieds uh, in action as well, non-wing sprints, and the tough trucks. Gates open at 5, racing at 7.30. Uh, for that, I believe general mission is 12 bucks. Don't quote me on it. I think that's what it is. For some reason, I forgot to put that down. I wonder down. if Harley White will be there. She's been a pretty regular 360 racer there. Um, Speed Wheelist rated had a, a safety issue on, on driver's apparel, and uh, she showed off some of her... Racing scars, yeah. Pretty gruesome, really. Yeah. Uh, Attica Raceway Park, Ferguson uh, Waterworks Night, featuring the All-Star Circuit of Champion, 410 Sprint, 6,000 to win there. 
Uh, UMP late models will be racing for 2,000 to win, and 305 sprints, 1,000 to win for them. Gates open at three, racing at 745. General admission is 25 bucks for adults. Saturday, it's R&M Recycling UAW Local 3000 Kids Day, rescheduled from a couple weeks ago, I think, at Flat Rock Speedway. Uh, under Kids under 12 get in free, and they get a free hot dog. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, late model sportsman, street stock, and a 250-lap enduro race. Oh, and a kids' uh, Power Wheels Derby. Gates open at 1, racing at 4 for that. I know that uh, they were only doing the 4 o'clock starts for May, but this one is still a 4 o'clock start for okay. the racing. So, so make make note of that if you're planning to go to Flat Rock on Saturday. Don't be late. There you go. Uh, I'm guessing it's because it originally was a uh, May right. event. It was a May was race. Oakshade Raceway is going to be hosting the Dirt Track Truck Series. Uh, late model sportsman and the Diamond Eater Super Stocks all in action. I wonder if uh, Jerry's going to be racing. Or if I don't know. Going to be at Montpelier. Hmm. I don't know. Or if Jerry's truck will be there without with that, him. with some other driver. That'd be interesting. Uh, gates open to four, racing at seven. General admission for adults, fourteen bucks. There at Oakshade. Fremont has the weekend off. No racing at Fremont this weekend. Sandusky Speedway uh, will have Pure Stocks, Renegades, Beginner Stocks. And uh, from what I heard uh, before we came on, they're going to do another hot dog race, the second Ooh. hot dog race in yeah, the, yeah. their series there. Um, gates open at four, racing at seven. General admission for adults, just seven bucks there at Sandusky. Montpelier Motor Speedway is hosting the Gas City Montpelier Neighborly Challenge number two, featuring modified super stocks, Hornets, and street stocks. Gates open at 430, racing at 722. General admission, 12 bucks there at Montpelier. And... Uh, I was debating whether or not to put this on um, Toledo Speedway's having an all-star monster truck tour thing. Oh, boy. Yeah. That's going to be Saturday. That'll be uh, a big deal for kids. At fourth, uh, gates open at 4.30. The event starts at 7 o'clock. General mission is uh, 10 bucks. So there's some people into the monster truck stuff. So something going on at Toledo Speedway. And then uh, looking ahead to uh, next week, uh, Wednesday, Eldora Speedway, it's the Eldora Million Prelims, 12000 to win for uh, the late models. Gates open at uh, noon and racing at 7.30. Uh, general mission is 34 bucks for Thursday at Eldora. Then they'll be racing Thursday through Friday. And we'll talk more about that next, next week. week. On the show because, uh, yeah, because we can. Other series uh, action this weekend, the World of Outlaw, NAS Energy Drink Sprint Cars will be at River City Speedway in North Dakota. And as we mentioned, at Houston Speedway on uh, Sunday, also in North Dakota. Uh, Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, the Historic 100 at West Virginia Motor Speedway. That'll be happening tomorrow, Friday and Saturday. Tomorrow being Friday. Let me rephrase that. It'll be happening Friday and Saturday. I always forget people aren't listening to us live all the time, so right. probably specify what day it is. That would be June 3rd and 4th. Uh, the World of Outlaw Case Late models will be at Tri-City in uh, Illinois Friday night. Saturday's race at uh, the Dirt Oval at Route 66 has been canceled due to uh, track ownership issues. That was actually canceled uh, a while ago. So yeah. just uh, one race this weekend for the World of Outlaw Late Models, Tri-City Friday night. Tazos All-Star Circuit of Champions, as we mentioned, Attica Raceway on Friday. Then uh, it's the George Fisher Memorial Freedom 40 at Atomic Speedway on Saturday for those guys. Uh, the NTT IndyCar Series, uh, back in action. They're going to be in Detroit, Chevrolet Grand Prix of Detroit, 
Sunday afternoon, three o'clock on USA Network. The where's uh, that? It's an NBC owned property. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. All the uh, NASCAR and IndyCar races this weekend. It's all on uh, cable networks. No broadcast. Uh, Cup Series will be at uh, Worldwide Technology Raceway, St. Louis, right? I believe that's where that's at. I think be. Yeah. Uh, for the Enjoy Illinois 3000, it's going to be Sunday, 3.30 on FS1. The uh, Xfinity Series Pacific Office Automation at Portland International uh, Raceway, they're going to be over, I believe that's Portland, Oregon, right? Probably. That's Saturday yeah. at uh, four thirty on FS1. Trucks also at Worldwide uh, Technology Raceway. That's going to be Saturday at one uh, thirty on FS1. So NASCAR and FS1, IndyCar on USA. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Butler has a five thousand to win compact race this Saturday. Yes, it is St. Louis. Uh, Ed Newmeister Racing is going to be at Attica on Friday with Paul McMahon in the seat. Ooh. According to our producer Dave Kemmer. So update there. Uh, let's check out that weekend weather pit stop with our very own meteorologist, Ryan Weekman. Here is your weekend weather pit stop forecast. I'm meteorologist Ryan Weekman, starting off Friday at Lima Land and Attica. Both evening races should get off clear. We'll have high pressure in control. It'll be a bit of a cooler evening compared to the heat we had earlier this week. Expect race time temperatures likely in the 60s. Uh, for Saturday, we've got Flat Rock. Uh, could deal with a few scattered showers up there into Michigan, but I think we'll be all right. Oakshade, Sandusky, Montpelier, and Toledo. Uh, all races beginning in the evenings there look in pretty good shape for us. Temperatures likely well into the 70s. May drop into the upper 60s by the end of the race. For WTOL 11, I'm meteorologist Ryan Weekman. Have a great weekend. It's better than last weekend's forecast. You bet. Yeah, which he didn't record. Again, it was my fault. I sent it late. Um, that's uh, about going to do it for this uh, edition of the Hammerdown Racing Report. Thank you, Jesse, for no, being here yeah. with us. No, it's been an honor. I, I, I appreciate it a bunch. Thanks to our associate producer, Dave Kemmer, and uh, contributors, Matt Swander, John Young, Doug Doc, Bob Stajak. Not sure who we're going to have on next week. I usually pick, I figure it out like on Sundays now. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, who won? Jesse, Jesse went. I'll see yeah. if he wants to be on the show. Yeah, yeah. Like that. I uh, one one of my occasional customers, Chris Benson, uh, area pavement late model racer. Um, I asked him if he would be interested in coming on, and he said certainly. So we'll keep that name as a possibility. Okay, absolutely. Uh, no hammer down hotline playback this week. If you do want to leave a message and uh, send us on a mission or just give your opinion on something, everybody's got an opinion. Yeah. 419-318-3081. That's 419-318-3081. Feel free to call that anytime, day or night, and uh, we'll uh, most likely play it back if on you the for, show. If you forget week. that number, it's it's on our Facebook It's page on our website, our website. hammerdownracingreport.com. Yes. Make sure to stop by that as well as uh, our uh, social media. Like us on uh, Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Hammer Report. Follow us on YouTube. And, of course, you can always listen to us on your favorite podcasting platform, Including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and, and make sure make sure to rate and review us. Hello, all all of our friends in India. Yes, and yep. Canada. Yep, we we appreciate you. What's that all about, eh? Yeah. Don't you know? Did you see that uh, 
the that, that Amy Claire's car was 7-Eleven EH this year because they had a Canadian driving it? I did 7-Eleven, <laughs> eh? Hey. Yes, who, sir. Who was driving that car? Oh. Put you on the spot. Yeah. I did see the car, and I was like, what? who's driving that? Anyway. Um... Thanks again to our sponsors, Oakshade Raceway, Big D's Pizza, Ron Miller Race Cars, Freeze Frame Photos, Dominator Race Products. Um, if you're interested in being a sponsor of the Hammerdown Racing Report uh, and joining our sponsors, they're the ones that make us happen. Uh, you can always call the Hammerdown Hotline, send us a message, whatever you want, 419-318-3081. Thanks again to... Uh, and, and it's not outrageously expensive. I mean, no, we're, we're very reasonable. And we have a very targeted audience. And very loyal audience. Motorheads and we and that eat food. Yeah. Motors and food. We're, we're, we can deliver that audience. And, and we can even help you reach listeners in India. <laughs> That's very helpful. Uh, thanks again to Jonathan Martin for joining us earlier. Jesse Jones, uh, appreciate it again. Uh, we'll be back next week. Tune in live, 7 o'clock. We're out. Get out and support your local track this weekend. See you all later. You have been listening to the Hammerdown Racing Report, available on demand on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting platform. Have you ever wanted to know how to win a Formula One Grand Prix? I mean, really know. Know about the driver tactics from the cockpit, the strategy calls from the pit wall, and even the mind games in the paddock. There's a lot more that goes into winning a Grand Prix than just 90 minutes of racing. So every week on the F1 Strategy Report, we're taking a deep dive into the decisions that shape every result. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato, and every week I'm joined by an expert guest from the paddock to talk through the big calls that won the race and the missteps that resulted in bitter defeat. Before every race, we'll look back at the previous year's result and consult the current form guide, and we'll be in your feed after every Grand Prix, dissecting the outcome and what it means for the championship. So for your regular hit of Formula One analysis, subscribe to the F1 Strategy Report wherever you get your favourite podcasts. The Strategy Report is a beer mogul podcast on the Evergreen Podcasts Network. My name's Michael Laminato and I'll catch you after the chequered flag.